We are so excited that this latest message from Truth Movement Church can meet you where you are today. This message from TMC will help you to apply the truth of God's word to your everyday life. It's practical and powerful. Enjoy his word. I bring you greetings. I'm sorry, I guess I came in a little strong. I bring you greetings this morning. Happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers, to all of the daughters, all of that wonderful stuff. I want to get the niceties out of the way this morning. Happy Mother's Day. That's the right thing. That's what I probably should have started with, huh? Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. And since I have a mic and I have your attention, I want to be able to say um, in front of our church family, because I know you all hold us accountable. Happy anniversary to you. And you are a good man. I want to make sure I say it in front of your people. You are a good man, a good husband to me. And for 22 years, you have taken good care of me. I am well loved. I am well loved and well taken care of. And I thank you. I thank you for that. Um, Let's go before the Lord in prayer. Oh, Father, we thank you. God, we thank you for the day. God, we thank you for your presence today. We thank you for your strength today. God, because we recognize that for a lot of us, it was your strength that allowed us to press past our thought and our emotion. God, and even the weight that this day may bring to some, God, it was your strength, God, that allowed us to make it here and to sit into your, in your presence this morning. God, we say thank you. God, we recognize that, yes, while we might have enjoyed the music and we might have enjoyed the songs and we even enjoy the fellowship, God, it's your presence that we need. This morning, Lord, we need to hear from you. So, Father, I sit. I ask, God, that you make me small on this stage, God, that you be big in this moment. Lord, and with the same passion and fire that you gave me this message, God, allow me to deliver it. God, overtake me. You speak through me. God, nobody in this room needs Tina. They need God. your way. Have your way here. God, you sat with me when you gave this word. That lets me know, God, that it's not just for me. God, somebody will be changed this morning. God, that today is a date that they will write on their calendar as the day that they met God, the character of God in new ways. God, I am excited about what you're about to do. So right now, I bind anything in this atmosphere that would distract or disrupt or make your move difficult in any way. I bind it now in the name of Jesus. That everything in the natural and spiritual has to come into obedience with your move this morning, God. Have your way in this place. Oh, God, speak through me, God. God, we bind distraction, internal distraction or external distraction. And God, we just say, have your way here. Move how you want to move. Oh, God, we yield to your move. God, I thank you. I praise you, God. I honor you. And I count these things as done in your son Jesus' name. Amen. You got to see. Um, listen, it is no good when you already, I'm already crying. That don't make no sense, right? We just started. We just started. Okay. So let me, let me get started. But I do want to do this disclaimer. Um, this, um, this message got me. It did. So I'm self-reporting. Y'all know I like to do that because before I do something, I got to let you know it's a possibility that it's coming. 
Y'all know I'll send in the message. I'm just letting you know that should I show out, this is why. Um, I do not take responsibility for my response to the message today or yours. Amen? Um, I am going to be disciplined. I'm going to be a disciplined teacher today. I'm going to be a disciplined teacher today. I will not lean into preaching. Today I want to teach the message because there are such good things to be taught. So I encourage you to pull out whatever ways you take notes. If you get a notebook or your tablet or your phone, go ahead and do that. I just say if you do it with your phone, don't let your Facebook notifications, social media um, notifications distract you. Stay focused because we are going to go far fast this morning, okay? So I need you to be an attentive class. Can you be an attentive class this morning? Stay with me because our, our scripture reference is familiar and it'll be one of those things like I already know the story and you check out. But I promise you, well, the way God will unfold it to you like he unfolds it to me, we can learn and change this morning. So we're going to go to Luke chapter 13. Luke chapter 13, and I'm at NIV even though I really like the King James translation on this one, but we'll go with NIV. Luke chapter 13. Let me know when you have it, because I hate for somebody to read when I'm not there yet, and then I feel like I have to catch up in the middle. It's not a good feeling. I don't like to be left behind. I don't want to leave anybody behind. Let me know when you got it. Let me know when you don't. Nobody wants to be the person who says they don't, right? Okay. I'm taking you far fast. I'm, 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 doing, I'm letting you that, know that now, so I need you to be able to keep up with me because I know you guys got Mother's Day dinners and stuff that you have to do after, and I know your attention span is not that long, so I want to make sure that, that you get it. So keep up. Got it? Yeah. Luke chapter 13. Let's go from verse 10. Got it? Yeah. See, I told you it was a very popular um, text. Okay. I'll read, please follow. On the Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues, and a woman was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said to her, Woman, you are free from your infirmity. Then he put his hands on her, and immediately she straightened up and praised God. I'll keep going. Indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, the synagogue leader said to the people, there are six days for work. Come and be healed on those days, not on the Sabbath. Ain't that petty? The Lord answered him, you hypocrites, doesn't each of you on the Sabbath untie your ox or donkey from the stall and lead it out to get it water? Then should not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, meaning she just like you, whom Satan has kept bound for 18 long years, be set free on the Sabbath day from what bound her. Listen, this text has about 16 different messages in it. I had to really be a big girl to only pick one lane because I could, listen, we could have went off just reading the text. It's about five different spots. Y'all wanted to shout yourself. I know you did. I know you did. Okay, but we're going to behave today. So let's pick apart a couple of things in this text. So the text tells us that, um, let's do the setting, that Jesus is preaching in the synagogue and um, a woman is there and he uh, dresses the woman. Now it tells us that the woman is bound or infirmed by a spirit and she is bent. 
over. So she has an infirmity that is causing her to, to be in a bent position. Now, there are some texts that explain that she was bent double. So she was not leaning. She was tech bent, twisted. This was actually a physical deformity, the way that she was positioned. Now, nobody from what I saw, please forgive me if I'm wrong, but I didn't see anyone come in this morning with a visible infirmity. I didn't, nobody came in leaning, limping. I don't think I see walkers or wheelchairs, so nobody was rolled in this morning. So I know it's very easy to believe, well, this message is for the sick, and I am, I am not. But we can still find very much similarity with this woman because there are some spiritual infirmities, such as bitterness and resentment and jealousy and anger, um, pride, that can be so severely spiritually crippling that the common day-to-day things aren't even possible because of the position that it puts you in. You can't receive love. You can't, hugging is not even, a, it's a normal function, but because of the way your bitterness has you so twisted, you can't receive hugs and, and love and rest and just regular day-to-day functions that your body would do because of your spiritual condition, you're twisted and deformed. And you didn't walk in so nobody can see it. We're, not, we're privileged because we're not like the lady because her infirmity that you could see her brokenness. But we sit in the seats with deformities and crippling and we just are seated here. Now let's note that the text also lets us know that she was like this for 18 years. So it gives us a time frame. So the fact that it gave us a time that she's had this, it lets us know without it even being written that there was a time that she was not. It didn't say that she was bent from birth. You know, normally it would announce it that way, but because it gave the time reference, it lets you know that the condition that she's in, she wasn't always in. And you know, it makes me think, what is more crippling? Is it the pain that I'm in now or the memory of when I wasn't? You know, like, have you ever been there? Like, you can remember when it, when it wasn't like this? You know, I, we were at a conference. Portia referenced it the other week, and um, there, the speaker was blind. And she wasn't born blind. She lost her sight as a teenager. And as she's talking, she went off on a different topic, but I was still stuck on that part. And my heart broke for her because you, want, you could see once. And how that transition of losing something that we take for granted all the time must have felt. The, 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 the happy that you were seems like it's so in the rear view that all you can sit is be crippled with the pain of the heartbreak that you're in right now. I'm, I'm giving you this because I want you to understand. I want you to be able to get to where the lady, the lady is as she's sitting in the scene because otherwise, if you just read it on paper, you know, it's just scripture, you read it, you just keep it moving. But you will benefit from the Bible when you stand in scripture. So we have this lady who is bent, bent double, and she is in the synagogue. Um, now we've discussed her condition. Now let's go to setting. Can we discuss the setting? Okay, so it says that on the Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues. Okay, so first century synagogues um, were segregated. 
So there were parts of the synagogue that were for the men only to go in and read Torah. Now, Torah is, mind you, we're reading the Bible, but this was happening at the time, the Bible, real time. So in that point, there was only the first five books that Moses wrote, also known as the Pentateuch, the reading the Torah. Okay, first five books, you, you get that? Because, and the reason there's only first five is because the other ones were still were present time happening. Okay, so in the, that section in the synagogue, men were only allowed, and they sat, and they were, Torah was read to them, and, and they were taught. Women wouldn't have been in that space. And it progressed, but in first century, that's not what it was. Also, in first century culture, if you had a lasting illness, a lasting deformity, you were deemed spiritually unclean. That means they, it was the assumption that there was a sin that connected to your deformity, which is why you were the way you were. So like you remember when Jesus healed the blind man and they were like, well, who sinned, him or his parents? So not only is she having to deal with the weight of her condition and its deformity, she also is dealing with the judgment that she's having from the people who assume that because you're like this, you must have did something. You know, they never, maybe they didn't say it to her, but you know that's already what comes with your condition because you've been like this for 18 years. It wasn't like you caught a cold and it came and went. Anything that was lasting was deemed spiritually unclean. This also means she wasn't supposed to be in there for two reasons. One, because you're a woman. And two, because your condition says you're unclean. You shouldn't be here. So we have the condition and we have the setting. This woman is an interruption. No, really and truly, because if you, if you look back, and I, could, I don't have the time to go through the whole thing, but if you look back in the actual language when Jesus spoke at the, at the time, when his greeting would let you know that she wasn't present when the message started. So she literally interrupted. Her presence was an interruption. Her, her deficiency was an interruption. Her gender was an interruption. We're there. So now we have the, the woman, we have the setting. Are we good? It's safe to keep moving? Yeah. Okay. Are, are you with me? Yeah. Okay, I know it's, 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 it's a, lot, a lot of teaching. Well, here is where it's kind of started to shift for me and unfold for me. On the Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues, and a woman was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. In um, the King James Version, it says she could in no wise lift up herself. This means it was beyond her. There are some habits that I can just discipline myself from. I might not want to, but if I really dig in and do the hard work and sacrifice, I, I, can, I can make the necessary changes. But there are some things that with my best effort I can't touch. Yeah. That I can rehearse the right things and I can do the right things as long as I possibly can. But there are certain things that my best effort I cannot fix. This is this woman's condition. Verse 12, when Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said to her, woman, you are free from your infirmity. Now, usually, that is where most messages sit and stay. Because in the King James Version, is a very popular, familiar translation of this. And if you know it, you can say it with me. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said to her, woman, thou art loosed. Right then, the preacher starts hooping, the music starts, and we go, woman, thou art loosed. And everybody has an emotional reaction to that. 
just because of the phrase. But there's so much more in verse 12. So much more. So we're going to pull a chair up to that, okay? I started to, I'm sitting in Starbucks. I wish y'all could have seen me because I know those people thought, ooh, something's wrong here. I'm sitting in Starbucks studying, and as I'm reading, all of a sudden, without any assistance of my own, tears just started falling from my face out of control. And I have read this so many times before, but those first four words before the comma got me, it says, when Jesus saw her. Okay. So I'm, I'm, we, we're getting through this message. When Jesus saw her. So throughout the Old Testament, the character of God is introduced by his name. Thank you. It's introduced by his name. And you learn the different names of God and the character of God together. So like um, Yahweh, um, God. It is believed that the word Yahweh was so holy. It was, it's the name that God calls himself. It was so holy that men couldn't even speak it. You have people say, don't take the Lord's name in vain. It was so, such a sacred name, Yahweh. He was referred to as Adonai, meaning the Lord, master. But not just the Lord, the Lord of lords, master of masters. Yes. Um, El Shaddai. The, the full-breasted one, um, the, the bountiful one. So the character of God was introduced throughout the Old Testament through the different names of God. Well, then you hit New Testament, and the character of God is revealed through G the life of Jesus. So you get to know God and all of the attributes of God through the life of Jesus. Well, right here in verse 12, this bent over crippled woman in this synagogue where she does not belong, she should not be, she gets to come in contact with Elroy. Now, you can, you can put it up, Elroy, L-R-O-I. Now, the old church call it Elroy. The, the correct pronunciation is Roy, Elroy. And it means the God who sees. Is anybody grateful for that? I had to pause for a minute because I don't know about you, but I'm so grateful for all the times that he saw past the smile that I had to give because people couldn't handle my pain. I'm so glad that he could see the strength that I portrayed, he saw right through. The strength that I portrayed, he could see every weakness. I'm so grateful for the God who sees. Is anybody else grateful to come into the presence of the God who sees? That when I didn't have the words, he just saw what I needed. So she comes in contact with the God who sees. And I'm trying not to rush you through, but I want to make sure that I, I, I'm able to hit all of this. Um, She comes in contact with the God who sees. And I love this because unlike the woman with the issue of blood who pressed her way through the crowd and reaches for his garment, or um, blind Bartimaeus who is hollering just obnoxiously, you know, Jesus, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me and making all this. She didn't reach. And she didn't holler. 
But Jesus saw her. But I love that he saw her and he called her forward. And this is why you got to stop reading scripture, just reading it. Words off the page. Put yourself in the room. Put your feet on the ground in the scripture. So they're in this synagogue and he sees her and he calls her forward. Vanessa, I need you to come and stand in front of me. He sees her and he calls her. Come on. And by him calling her, he puts her face to face with Jesus. But look what it does to the opposers. It shifted her position from having to be among their judgment to them just being behind. She left them behind. And in that space, she comes face to face with El Rafa, Jehovah Rafa, the God who heals. She didn't come in yelling. She didn't come in extra. She didn't come in reaching. But El Roy saw her. Heals her. And the posers become spectators. Because when Jesus moves, what can you say? You can take your seat. Thank you. So he calls her. Calls her up. She's face to face with Jesus. Over Rafa, the healer. But what stuck out to me says when Jesus saw her, he called her forward. And he says, Woman, you are free from your infirmity. Woman, thou art loosed. But then verse 12 stops. And it didn't say anything about any change in her position after he said it. She said, woman, you are free from your infirmity. But at that point, she's still bent. Now. now, I believe God. So when he said she was healed, she was healed. Yeah. A couple weeks back, I had, I don't know what it was I had. I was so sick. I was so sick. And I felt like I was coughing my actual lungs out. I coughed so much, it hurt. Like, my, my, you remember I didn't have a voice? My throat was sore. I mean, I had to, I coughed myself into headaches. I had coughed myself to the point where I wanted to throw up. Like, I was, I had a fever. I was sick. I didn't have COVID, but I was sick. Which almost would have made more sense if I had COVID, because at least I would have known what to do. You know what I mean? But over a, 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 a little bit of time, and I nursed myself, and I got better. I was, I was, I was healed. But I still had the cough. I couldn't do nothing about the cough. I didn't have the fever. I wasn't sick. I could move. I was fine. I knew that I was healed, but I, I, I still had the cough. But to people, I still appeared sick because I was coughing. But you can't convince me that I'm still sick. 
because I know what sick feels like and I know that I'm not there anymore. So you can react to me as if you're sick all you want to, but you won't put sick on me because I know what sick feels like and I know that I'm not that anymore. Sometimes the healing you receive is not understood by all those around you. But you have to believe that when Jehovah Rophi says you are healed, from the infirmity you are healed. But let's take it a step further. Because then in comes verse 13. It says, then he put his hands on her and immediately she straightened up and praised God. He spoke to her infirmity, but he touched her position. And right there in that moment, she meets Jehovah Tiskanu, the Lord our righteousness. Now, the root word Tiskanu, from which it's derived, is Sedek. I know it starts with a T, it's weird for self S sound, right? Sedek is the, the word that Tiskanu is derived from. Now that word means to be stiff, straight, which is where righteousness comes from. He spoke to her infirmity, but when he touched her, it had to straighten up. When he touched her, what she could not do herself, because remember it says she could in no ways lift herself up, but when he touched her. See, some of us, while we are very grateful for the healing, we run off but don't stay for the touch. I am so grateful. Listen, I was emotional at the fact that he saw me. So humbled by the fact that he called me. I will forever be grateful for the fact that he healed me. But y'all, when he touched me, what you see right now, what is standing before you right now is the result of the touch. And it took me down right there in the Starbucks. It took me down memory lane of the days. Because it, it, it didn't take one touch for me. Because there were areas in my life that he had to continue to touch. Because people were still trying to put stuff on me. But when he touched me, habits that I could not break on my own, he straightened them up. Things I couldn't keep myself from doing. Places I couldn't keep myself from going. Things that I just couldn't wrap my mind around and understand. When he touched me, I am concerned with the church of today. Because we like to be in the presence of God. We like to hear the voice of God, but we will duck the touch of God. You cannot withstand what comes with your healing without the touch of God. You will break under the pressure of who he called you to be. You will break 
under the pressure of having to carry and live out your deliverance without the touch of God. It is reckless and irresponsible for preachers to only teach blessings. How to be blessed. How to be prosperous. Because without the touch of God, you cannot maintain what he blessed you with anyway. Without the touch of God, the naysayers around you could not handle what they bring without the touch of God. I need to wrap this up. I'll say this in closing because it just just melted my heart. And it made me think of just, God, you're so faithful and you're amazing. Remember I was telling you that Jesus was, Jesus and his 12 were on a tour, I called it. They were out. They had become by then like rock stars, you know. And this, what, what we're seeing right now, this, this teaching, is the last time in scripture that Jesus teaches in the synagogue before he goes to the cross. Before he goes to the cross to save the world, the sins of the world. He's about to transition from rock star to superhero. And he stops mid-message. Because her brokenness was more important than the rest of the sermon. She was literally a disruption. She was a part of his plan. And I got grateful when I read it because I mattered enough. The brokenness that I didn't have words for. And I'm not just here to tell you my testimony because I know that some of you are sitting in the seats and you're portraying the same strength that nobody else can see through. You have made up, masked up, weaved up, a a beauty that you yourself does not even buy. There are people who are ending their lives that were smiling in front of people that morning. That were laughing with people the night before because they did not have a place to take their brokenness to. They did, not have, they did not have words to cry out. We serve a God who sees. In full translation, it says, a God who sees me. Not everybody will be able to handle all that you wrestle with. And sometimes, if you're honest, it feels like there is no point when people ask you if you're okay to say if you're not, because what are they gonna do? <laughs> I joke, I say to people a lot, I'm like, I, I, and I'm joking, I'm like, yeah, it's fine, because what, what, what you gonna do if it's, what if I, if I told you for real, what you gonna do? You know, you can't fix it. You can't handle it. Now you just going to be worried about me. So what's the point of me telling you what it is? You know, and I, I'm usually joking when I say it. But really and truly, a lot of us 
carry things that are crippling us because we don't know or we don't have a place to put it. I've given you these different, you can, you can stand to your feet. I've given you um, intentionally different names for the God that we serve because I want you to make them a part of your vocabulary. I am a wife, I am a mom, I am a grandmom, I am a daughter, um, I am a sister, I am a friend. And to one, to individual people, I might be multiple things. So to Cody, I am mom, but also in his household, I'm grandma. When he addresses me, even though I am both, context will let me know and whoever he's speaking in front of know which version of me he's speaking about at the time. When you're in your prayer time and you are speaking with your God, now that you know that there are different parts of his character in your prayer time, now you can address him from the context from which you are speaking to him. You don't have to just generally prayer. Pray. God, when, the, when the blind man called out, son of David, have mercy on me, he was being specific with who Jesus was. There was a specific nature of him he was talking to. When you are going to pray, God in prayer and you are asking for your healing, you cannot forget that you are Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. The Lord, our healer. Because he sees us. And I went back through, and this is why paper Bibles are so good, because you can go back and highlight and circle things. I had to put a circle around, he saw her. Then I had to go back and put a circle around, he said to her. He called her. He put his hands on her. Because I had to remember that he does that. When you just read scripture... You get stuck on whatever somebody made the last cliche of. Because that is the woman thou art loose scripture. That's it. Woman, thou art loosed. But if you only stay there, you only get one angle. And you will miss the God who sees. You will miss the Lord our healer. You will miss the Lord our righteousness. Thank you for streaming the latest message from Truth Movement Church. We pray that you found something in God's word that you can deposit into your heart for future use. To stay connected with our ministry, like us on Facebook or Instagram, or learn more about us by visiting www.truthmovementchurch.org.